Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth. And today it is the first podcast of the new year. It is officially 2021. Obviously, it has been for what feels like, I don't know, 30 seconds a week, whatever. I mean, if you're like me, you probably have some goals. You probably want to go in with the right intentions, but then you wake up and you're like, wait a second, I'm still the same person. So I feel you on that. I hope you guys had an amazing holiday break. I know I took a few weeks off to celebrate the holidays, the only time I do all year long. So I hope you all survived. I know you did. And today we are going to talk all about the new year, kind of what I learned the most last year and what I'm taking into this fresh one. I want to start us off on the right mood, the right foot, just really have a great year ahead. I think as much as it's overwhelming to feel like you need to accomplish all these goals or set New Year's resolutions, I mean, you just, you you can't set yourself up for failure with these things. I mean, no one took a magic pill on New Year's Eve and woke up and like actually felt like a different person. It's all the small things that you do throughout the year that add up to just like a good year in review. And if you're anything like me, you probably had a really shitty year (laughs) but it's taught us a lot and we've had a lot of lessons learned and we're here now and we have to do it all over again and we're gonna do it in the best moods that we possibly can if you follow me on instagram at lauren elizabeth or just at mood with lauren elizabeth you know that i've had so many personal life updates so let's just start off this new year one-on-one you and me baby that was weird and awkward, but that's okay. I don't know. It just like came out and I'm just going to let it slide. So let's jump into the first episode of Mood of 2021. I keep saying 2020, by the way. It's just like so scarring this past year that I can't even start saying 2021. So before we jump into everything, let's start off with best mood and worst mood of the week. I feel like I haven't done this in forever. I didn't even think of anything because I was just like, I need mood boosters. And now I'm like, oh, wait, I didn't even think of best mood and worst mood. I think it's pretty simple because it is the beginning of the year. And my best mood is honestly just that we're here and we made it and we get another try at another year and that it's kind of as fresh of a slate as you're going to get. And I mean, I feel as though every day is a fresh slate, but I think this being the first real week of the new year, it was that perfect, just amazing. My favorite week of the year is when it's that lull between Christmas and New Year's and no one's in office. Everyone's kind of just being a little lazy, just bopping around. And of course, I decided to do the most stressful thing during that week, which was move, but it still had that just like blissful feeling of nothing going on during it. So I think I'm going to use my best mood of the week as like, okay, this is the first week of the year. I have the opportunity to just kind of do little things each day that are new and exciting that are 
going to be good little mood boosters, new habits, and just kind of let this blissful energy over the holidays and the slowingness of the world during that little break of work just kind of take me into this next week. I'm going to try to just have my best mood be like, not everything's the end of the world. Everything's going to be okay. Just a calming energy. So I would say my best mood of the week is keeping it calm, just keeping it calm, realizing that I've gotten through a lot of shit. We've made it this far. If I'm feeling a bad mood during the day, I can probably deal with it. Throw a few mood boosters in there. We're going to keep it calm. And then my worst mood of the week is the thing that I was mentioning earlier, which is we're not different people. And we still have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of growth to do. We have to look inward. Just because we got through a year doesn't mean all the work is done. You know, it's yes, we've climbed up a big chunk of the mountain, but we're nowhere near the top. I don't know if there ever is really a top, but it's still a lot of work. There's still, you know, a lot of self-work to be done. We still have the same anxieties, the same demons, the same fears. And just because it's a new year doesn't mean that they go away. And obviously that's just reality, but it is just the worst mood in the sense of that little extra pressure on yourself of like, oh, I just, I want to have a good year. Why am I still feeling anxious? Like I got through all this stuff. I got to the other side. Why am I still feeling anxious? And obviously we can't shame ourselves for those things because they're a part of us and they're probably not going to go completely away, even if it's just in the sake of they once were a part of us and they still are. And so for me, it's like kind of dealing with, okay, I can be anxious and excited. I always tell you guys, we can be two things at the same time. I could be in my best mood and I could be in my worst mood simultaneously. It's not black and white, but the worst mood just being like, ugh, you again, you, Lauren, anxiety, doing this thing with the, with each other for another year. All right, I guess, I guess we're doing it. So it's just those like mixed moods, mixed feelings of just that new year kind of calmness, but also pressure of yourself. And both are okay. I think they both hold us accountable in a different way. And they'll hopefully start us off on a good mood going into the new year. The best part about a new year is getting a clean slate. And speaking of clean, I've already got some 2021 health plans in place. You know, I really want to get back into working out. I really want to take care of myself, kind of eat healthier, just feel healthy, you know, and I don't want to just like lose weight. I don't need to lose weight. And I I just want to feel healthy. And thanks to FitTrack, I can get in-depth insights on my fitness progress and reach goals faster because FitTrack is all about measuring health, not just weight. And the Dara Smart Scale measures 17 vital health metrics, including BMI, hydration levels, muscle mass, and so much more. That is the important stuff, you guys. That is like the numbers that are actually helpful. With FitTrack, I get personalized insights and get a clearer picture of my overall health. That's because the Dara Smart Scale accurately hones in on my unique body type and gives me the information I need to get the results I want. So with FitTrack, I can build better habits and make real long-term lifestyle changes versus a quick fix. And being able to compare my goals to the progress I'm actually making with FitTrack's measurements, they keep me accountable and motivated, which is exactly what I need. Because I know my body better and the areas I need to focus on, the Dara Smart Scale can help me reach fitness goals eight times faster. Plus the Dara Smart Scale syncs with the free FitTrack app and all my health insights are saved in one place. You can also add up to eight users on the Dara Smart Scale so everyone in my house can use it too. I keep it in my bathroom. I'm just trying to make sure I'm gaining muscle and that's something I love doing. It makes me feel my healthiest and I haven't done it in forever. So it's really, really easy to help me step into the new year with those new goals, but also really hold me accountable. So you can stop measuring your weight and start measuring health with 
FitTrack. Go to FitTrack.com slash mood to save 50% off your order. Plus, for a limited time, you'll also save an additional 10%. That's G-E-T-F-I-T-T-R-A-C-K dot com slash mood to save 50% off plus get an additional 10% off your order. Don't miss off on this amazing limited time offer. Get FitTrack.com slash mood. I actually wrote down my mood boosters this week, um, probably a few days ago. And because I just, you know me, I'm, I'm, I'm so forgetful. I was like, I, I got to write them down. Already forgot, write them. And I was like, yes, those are my mood boosters. So my first one is the Papier Planner. I posted this on my Instagram story and I actually just started it today. So it's Tuesday, which means I could have started it, you know, yesterday, a few days ago, whatever. I've had it. But you know, you sometimes you just got to wait till you're ready. And the reason I like it is because it doesn't have like dates in it. So you can kind of have like less pressure of, oh, I didn't fill it out yesterday. But it has like a really, really good um, layout to it. So it kind of has like top priorities, most important to do's, notes, what's on the menu this week, like weekly overview. And I feel like sometimes even though I'm like really addicted to my Google Calendar, it's a nice way to get out of my head and write stuff down on paper. And I go on and off with these types of things. I don't know if I'm like totally a journaling type of person, but I really wanted to give it a go because I don't know, I'm just, I feel really refreshed. I feel like I really need to take my power back a little bit in that kind of way. And I'm a year sober now, which I just celebrated a week ago and I've never woken up I've never been able to wake up with so much clarity and just kind of been able to do things that I've always wanted to do, but I wasn't sober enough to really execute on them. And so for me, this planner is just kind of a little habit that I can, even if it's just rewriting stuff down that maybe I already know, it A, helps me remember it even more, and B, just like gets me off my phone, gets me off technology. It looks really freaking cute. And I, like I said, I just, I love the layout of it. So it's a current mood booster because I feel really accomplished when I actually write in it just because I know it's something that's a little out of character for me. So even just writing in it, even if it's not like something I need right now, it's a mood booster because it makes me feel good that I'm using it. It makes me feel good that I'm trying to stay organized. And when I really kind of lay everything out in a certain way, I realize that everything I have to do is a lot less intimidating than it actually looks. Because when it's in my brain, if I have something at four o'clock in the afternoon and it's 1130 in the morning, All I will think about is like how many minutes, how many hours, how much time do I have? What can I do until four o'clock? So with this, just writing down the thing I have at four o'clock, I'm like, wait, that's like literally the only thing sitting there. I can do so much more. So it really gets me out of my head. It gets me to put pen to paper, helps me remember things more and just keep track. So I'm really excited to see if I can stick with it a little longer than usual, just because maybe the circumstances are different now. It is a new year, no pressure, no shame, just something that is currently a mood booster. And I'll link it on Instagram at mood with Lauren Elizabeth. We're almost at 10K, which means once you hit 10K, you can actually link stuff. So I'm super excited that I'll be able to actually start posting all the mood boosters every week, really linking stuff, really doing all these things that I wanted to always do with Instagram, but haven't been able to because you just don't get a lot of those features until you hit 10K. So I think we'll hit it this week. I'm not sure, you know, fingers crossed, but I will definitely post it for you guys because I think you'll really, really like it. And I also personalized it on the front. So you can like pick out however you want the cover to look like they have like a wellness one they just have so many different types of layouts and so many different types of covers so even if you don't like the exact one I like I think you'll like one so I'll just link it so you guys can see my next mood booster was purging 
all of my things. So if you guys follow me on Instagram and YouTube, I just uploaded that I actually bought a house and I moved into said house. And so it has been a super stressful few months, but super, super exciting. And when we moved into the house, I was just like, especially after 2020, just realizing, okay, what have I really used this year? Like, what do I really need? What is something I'm just like, you know, straight up Marie Kondo, like this does not bring me motherfucking joy. And so I just really purged a bunch of my stuff and it's felt really good. Like I don't have all this clutter. I don't have things that I don't love. Now the way I reorganized everything, it, I like literally found a sweater yesterday and I was like, I didn't even know that I owned this anymore and I wore it for the first time. And so it's like the things they tell you to do that organizing will do for you that I just like haven't really, really done in a while because I haven't really had to like move everything out of my place at once. So really doing like a huge purge. I'm actually pretty good at purging too. I'm just like, I don't use this, like get rid of it. So I did like a serious, serious purge. And I think that I was less attached to like makeup and stuff like that because I just knew I haven't used it in so long. And there was just so much like expired stuff. So it just felt so good. It was such a mood booster, like going through expired makeup, expired skincare, just sweatshirts and things that I obviously don't wear. There were like Nike, like little biker shorts that were, I think from when I was a cheerleader in high school that I still had. And I did not use them once in the past, like two years. And I was like, Oh my God, like, do I love them? Like deep down? Yes, of course. But like, I have not worn those in forever. So I really, really cut down and really purged. So it's such like a clean, just reinvigorating feeling. And I 10 out of 10 recommend for a new year's mood boost. And then my last mood booster was hot showers. And the reason this is a mood booster is because I don't know why I like never took hot showers like to relax before, maybe because my room was so like cozy and comfy all the time. But right now in my new house, I have no bed frame, no nightstands, like no rug, like none of that stuff. So in order to get like really, really cozy, I have to like get really, really bundled up and comfortable. And it's been a little chilly here. And so I feel like with all the moving and just all that stuff and I'm like cleaning every day and, you know, taking the dog out. And I just have felt like a little like yucky and gross and then just freezing cold. And I have just been craving hot showers every single day and like I don't take them for a very long time I don't like overuse my like water allotment or anything like that but it's just that like simple ritual of kind of cleansing I guess and like really just feeling so refreshed and then kind of putting on my body lotion and myself tanner like doing those little things and just feeling so clean and warm and relaxed has been so nice I've been like not blasting but I've been playing jazz music really loud too while I do it and kind of like dimming the lights just getting in really quick doing a body shower cleansing listening to the jazz music warming myself up but then I do like I said some necessary body lotion or some Lux unfiltered tan lotion and then I put on fresh cozy clothes and get into bed and it's just is such a bigger mood booster than just like putting on cozy pajamas and getting into bed. Maybe it's just because I felt so gross from moving that it's a mood booster this week, but I'm telling you, I don't know what it is. I, I know I'm a clean freak, but just that extra hot shower with the lights dimmed with the jazz music. Oh my goodness. It feels so freaking good. I literally did it last night and this morning I just like needed to kind of like relax and feel good and I was like should I like jump in the shower really quick and I was like Lauren that's insane like you literally did that so I think what I'm sensing is I might become 
a bathtub person. I'm not, I'm not sure. I've never been a bathtub person because I just always thought like my anxiety was so bad. Like how could I sit in a bath and be wet and not be able to use my hands? But you guys, I think I'm going to become a bathtub person. So mark my words. If it wasn't for the fact that the bath was in my brother's bathroom, I probably already would have, but I'm like I said, super like OCD, weird, yucky and part of me is like no I want it to be perfectly clean and I want it to be like my bathtub listen I technically it is my bathtub but my brother like showers in it so I'm gonna figure it out we're gonna put the OCD aside we're gonna become bathtub people okay 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 before we jump into this week's current mood combo I need to talk to you guys about stamps.com because you guys it's like we can't leave stamps.com in 2020 like that's one of the best things that happened we learned that the internet is even more awesome than we thought you know groceries online movies online doctor visits online and of course you can go to the post office online with stamps.com stamps.com allows businesses to do all of their mailing and shipping right from their computer no need to leave their home or home office stamps.com has saved small businesses all over the country thousands of hours and tons of money and now you can too With Stamps.com, you get the services of the post office and the UPS right to your computer, plus big discounts on mailing and shipping rates. My uh, girlfriends were actually just talking about where to get good stamps that weren't expensive in the group chat, and I was like, (laughs) Stamps.com, what can I say? Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS right to your computer wherever you are. So all you do is use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, you just schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's that simple. And with Stamps.com, you get $0.05 off every first-class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail and up to 62% off UPS shipping rates. Not to mention, it's a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. It's no wonder over $900,000 and small businesses already use stamps.com. So make 2021 the year you stop wasting time and going to the post office and go to stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And with my promo code mood, you get a special offer that includes a four week free trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in mood. That's stamps.com promo code mood stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. So for this week's current mood combo, I just wanted to do some one-on-one chatting with you guys because it has been obviously a super long year. It has been a super long, even just month, honestly, and we need to go into 2021 with some lessons and some ground rules and some moods. I don't even know. Honestly, all that I do know is I felt super emotional last week when the year was ending. I had just turned one year sober, which is just absolutely insane. I mean, I've been sober longer in a pandemic than in a normal world, I guess, which is just crazy. Like I have haven't even had the opportunity to like go to a bar sober just because like literally none have been open. Um, so it's just yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. I think the things that I've gotten through sober in the past over 12 months now have showed me that like my life wouldn't be where it was if it wasn't for having that clarity and having that kind of, you know, just self-confidence in myself to be able to stand by my decisions and think with a clear head and a clear mind. And I think what I was getting really emotional about is, you know, my kind of life got flipped upside down a little bit towards the end of the year just because I mentioned this on my YouTube channel, but my four-year relationship did end. Um, It was a 
you know, kind of a sufferer of the pandemic, if you will. And yeah, so I, you know, I got my heart broken right towards the end of the year. And I didn't know where I was going to live. I didn't know what I was going to do. It was I, I said in the, I said this on YouTube, but I didn't understand like why heartbreak hurt so much just because I think after my other relationship in my young adult life, I kind of bounced back a lot quicker. And you have to remember that I did have alcohol at that time as well. And so there was a lot more distractions. Obviously, we weren't in a pandemic and it just wasn't as deep of a love. I think I was younger. It just it, it, it wasn't what this was. And so. I think that when I was at my lowest this year, just after trying to get sober for so long, finally getting sober, doing the work, I mean, being sober behind closed doors and doing the work to stay sober was already so, you know, mentally exhausting, just kind of trying to stay with my head above water throughout, you know, 2020, 2020, going through a pandemic. And then, you know, like a lot of us, we've just had to deal with loss in so many ways. And really kind of keep putting one foot in front of the other and I just at that point I I felt so defeated and I really didn't see it coming I was I I think I wasn't ready to talk about it because I knew that the reason I share so much openly is because I share honestly so that I can be helpful and I only could be honest I couldn't be helpful and I knew I wasn't ready I didn't really understand what was happening in my own life therefore I couldn't really explain it to you guys and I still don't fully understand you know I I I truly believe that everything happens for a reason I don't know exactly what this one is yet but that doesn't mean I can't not you know live my life and speak my truth until everything's wrapped up in a perfect bow So I'm glad that I waited just so that I could talk to you guys about it in this kind of tone as opposed to, you know, being hysterical all the time. I mean, you know, anxiety, depression, grief, like just hysterical, like at an all time low. But, you know, that's why I decided to kind of go home for an extended period of time. I figured out my living situation. And, you know, it's one of those things, too, where I kind of think I wanted to be transparent of like, it might look like, oh, yay, like I moved into this pretty house and I got my first house and it's like that doesn't fix anything. You know what I mean? Like just because it's a new year and I'm in a new environment doesn't mean that everything is perfect now. And that's kind of maybe what I meant at the beginning, too, of like we're still the same people. Like we wake up every day with room to grow and room to change and opportunity to kind of take on this day and live in the present moment. But just because we fix one thing doesn't mean everything is fixed or just because something on the outside looks good doesn't mean everything on the inside is good and so I think that I'm just kind of struggling with the pressure I put on myself to be like accomplish things and then I get to the other side of them and I'm still not necessarily happy but what I did learn throughout all of the uncertainty and like the anxiousness and the having things not go my way was when I was patient and I did turn it over to God or the universe or whatever you believe things ended up working out. And I think since I saw that on such a crazy level, I know I have I have to continue to believe that. I have to continue to practice with gratitude. I have to try to stop controlling everything in my life and being getting so worked up and catastrophizing because when I didn't do that in this past, you know, few months, things worked out in the most miraculous of ways like 
I literally got my heart broken, didn't know what I was going to do. And I just put one foot in front of the other. I handled it as gracefully as I possibly could. I don't even know who that girl is. I don't know how she got through that, but I did. I, I did the next right thing. I handled it as gracefully as I could. I almost didn't get the house that I wanted to get, which, you know, sounds silly, but when you're facing just rejection, rejection, you're just kind of like, oh my gosh, can nothing go right? And instead of kind of going down that rabbit hole of self-misery and just kind of trying to control and catastrophize, I just kept going and I just kept putting one foot in front of the other. And the most like amazing mini miracles just happened. Like I literally said to my grandma, I was like, you know what, whatever is meant to be will be. But it only could be because I let the universe and I let God kind of take control of it. I didn't try to overmanage it, micromanage it, and just kind of go insane and make myself miserable. I really surrendered. And the same way I surrendered to my sobriety, I started surrendering to the rejection and to the drama and to the, some of the anxieties that I could the past few months and things started to kind of work out a little bit and not in a perfect way. Like, yes, I ended up getting the house that I didn't get at first. And it was the coolest, most amazing, just show of faith in the world. Like it deserves its own story time just because I think it really instilled to me the power of surrendering and the power of letting go and just keep keeping your head down and doing the work because it wouldn't have happened any other way. And now it's like, how do I bring that patience and bring that kind of surrendering into my day-to-day life? Because there are so many little anxieties and there are so many little things that I need to be patient with. And just because I got through all of these things doesn't mean that everything's good now. Like, I have so much anxiety like right now like even this morning during this podcast like last night probably tonight so how do I kind of figure out how to get myself up and get myself through the little things now I've gotten myself through so many big things over the past few months and to the point of just pure exhaustion of like oh my god I can't handle another big thing okay well there's not really huge things there's not a lot in my control right now besides What I do next in the scheme of 10 minutes, 30 minutes, the next hour, the next day, but how do I be present in it? How do I remember to have that patience throughout the day, not just with the big crazy things? Because I learned patience with sobriety. I learned patience with heartbreak. I learned patience with trying to instill like my future and put down my roots in Los Angeles. And patience was the gift. Patience is what made things work out. If I didn't have patience, I don't even want to know where would I where I would have been right now. But how do I find the gratitude and the patience for on that level for the little things throughout my day? Like when I wake up with a ton of anxiety and I just feel like I want to like crawl out of my skin and I don't know what to do with myself and I'm freaking out that I have something later. It's just it's those little little things where you know, I usually get really, really anxious for a few days and then I'm really, really good for a few days. And now it's like, I'm really anxious for a couple hours, then I'm really good for a couple hours. And so your mind plays these tricks on you and you have to at least take the lessons you learned in a different situation, which let's say 2020 
and take those lessons and apply them to new situations and new circumstances in 2021. I know obviously, and you guys know, my biggest lessons lesson was patience, like me not freaking out, me not jumping to conclusions, me not running after people, chasing after people, just doing crazy things got me a beautiful end to a year. How do I take that into the new year? I learned that it's okay to mess up. It's okay to fail. It's okay to be wrong. I think one, I think something I'm struggling with right now is being embarrassed. I'm embarrassed of my personal life. I'm embarrassed that people don't always fully understand and know me, but I really took a hold of that. And I feel like even listening to this podcast, everyone knows a much more real side of me now than they do a year ago. And so you have to really look at how far you've come and be patient and know that you're going to keep getting far. You're going to keep looking back and being proud of yourself, but it is the small things you do every day. So it's taking those big lessons and applying them to the small things. At least for me, that's what it is. And I know, and it's not going into this new year with like a set of resolutions and a set of goals because different lessons are going to apply to different things. Every lesson isn't going to feel good in the right moment. Every mood booster isn't going to be the exact one you need. Your mood boosters can change. Your moods can change. Your lessons can be changed accordingly. But there are always solutions. And I said this in my moving vlog. I said I need to live in the solution, not the problem. And that's when problems get really bad is when I live in the problems. And I've noticed myself doing it the past few days. And it's a bummer because it's like, you know, you get through all this stuff, you get to the new year, and then you start getting into old habits. But instead of shaming myself, and instead of making it worse on myself, I'm trying to ground myself. I'm trying to remind myself that great things happen when I turn it over, when I surrender, when I ground myself, when I find something that works. Not every day is going to be a day where a hot shower makes me feel better that that's okay. It doesn't mean that I'm going crazy and everything's the world's ending. It just means that I might need a different mood booster that day. And sometimes patience isn't going to just be as easy as it was for other situations. That doesn't mean I can't remind myself of those things. So it's really kind of going into this new year thinking, what am I really grateful for that I learned? Not that I got or that I went through, that I learned. I'm not grateful that I got a house. I'm grateful that I learned through patience that miracles were possible. The house is great. I'm so grateful. And I'm so just, it's it's crazy. I mean, does it stress me out? Yes, of course, because I'm a psychopath. But it's like, it's not about the material things. It's not about the accomplishments. It's not about look at me, look at me. It's about the lessons I learned, the people that showed up for me and the things about myself that I grew to love and that I grew to be confident in because I have a serious fucking problem in loving myself and being proud of myself and being just okay with myself. And it's, it's bad. Like I can't take a compliment. I can't be proud of myself. I can't be content with myself. Like I'd rather beat myself up and talk shit about myself. And it's like, I need to really what I needed to do was really look back at the year and really practice gratitude in the people, the things in myself and the lessons that I learned. And that's what I'm taking into the new year. Not, Oh, I want to eat healthy just because of this. It's like, I felt so good getting sober and I felt so good when I would look in the mirror and see a glow on my skin. That just feels good. So I'm not going to 
become a crazy diet person, but like, yeah, taking care of myself feels good. It's just little things like that, but it's so much more about how you feel and how you talk to yourself and how you talk to other people, how you show up for people, how you show up for yourself. It's those things that are important. It's those things that I'm taking into the new year because when I look back at my year, like I think I fucking crushed it. Like, honestly, I'm proud of myself. Was it miserable at times? And do now I need to talk down on myself because it's how I feel comfortable affirming myself in a positive ways than following it up with something negative. Yes, that's my personality type. But I want to be able to look back in 12 months and just be proud of myself again. That's all I want. That's all I want. I don't want to be perfect. I don't want to accomplish crazy things that maybe are outlandish. I just want to be happy. I want to have accomplished personal growth. I want to have been a good friend, a good daughter, a good sister, just a good person. That's really all that I want. Like I want to put love and kindness and all that cheesy shit into this world because when I got that from other people this year, it is the only thing that helped me survive. It is literally the only thing that got me through this year was my friends showing up for me, was being vulnerable with my friends, was looking inward, was doing the hard fucking work. And now that things aren't as crazy, I want to keep that up. I want to keep doing it because you guys, things are always going to get crazy. Nothing's ever going to get perfect. So we have to make sure we're really reflecting on these lessons and these people and these things within ourselves so that we can go into the new year and keep growing and just keep getting better because it's possible. If you've heard any cooking in the kitchen, I truly do apologize for the new layout of this house. And it's because Hudson is you know, in the kitchen, cooking us up some lunch. And I am looking forward to living with him and cooking with him more because now we have this gorgeous kitchen. I want to cook in the kitchen more, but I do need things to be easy. Okay. This year I'm going to eat better and spend less time and money at the grocery store still. Thanks to ButcherBox. ButcherBox is the meat delivery subscription that gives me more time for what matters most. Each month they send a box of the highest quality meat for a better price than at the grocery store, which gives me more time to spend cooking and sharing delicious meals with my family and friends. And luckily, today's sponsor is ButcherBox. They believe everyone deserves that high-quality, humanely sourced meat. It's so easy because it just shows up right at your door. You'll hear Nugget barking just like that, and you'll never be without something to cook for dinner because there's always meat in the freezer. Every month, they ship a curated selection of high-quality meat right to my home. It's free of antibiotics and added hormones, and it has 9 to 11 pounds of meat, enough for 24 individual meals. It's packed fresh, it's shipped frozen, and it's vacuum-sealed so that it stays that way. I can customize my box or go with one of theirs. Either way, I get exactly what I want. It's truly a no-brainer. It's the best meat shipped right to my door, which means one less trip to the grocers. Options like 100% grass-fed and finished beef, free-range organic chicken, heritage pork, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, and sugar-free, nitrate-free bacon. Hudson is currently using the bacon to whip up one of his famous skillets. It's the way meat should be. With ButcherBox, you get the highest quality meat for just around $6 per meal. Start your year off right with 10 pounds of free meat. For a limited time, ButcherBox is offering new members their ultimate keto bundle when you sign up today. That includes one pork butt, two pounds of ground beef, and three pounds of bone-in chicken thighs for free in the first box by going to butcherbox.com mood. That's butcherbox.com mood. Send to your boyfriends or your brothers because let me tell you, this is the best thing I've apparently ever did for my household according to my brother. So I think the important thing to note is that we're not going to go into the new year with like, here are my goals. Here's what I want to accomplish. Here's what I'm going to do for my morning and night routine. Like, yes, of course, you guys, of course, I want to have a better morning routine. Of course, I want to have a better evening routine. But 
when my world isn't fully like when things are order, my OCD is out of whack. Like I'm on a mattress on the floor. I have no nightstands. I'm looking at like all my medicine on the floor with paper towels and books and like dust. And it's just, you guys know me, like it's not going to happen overnight, but if there's one thing I can do, it's, I can remind myself of the lessons that I've learned last year, the new ground rules for how I deserve to be treated and for how I deserve to treat myself. And if I'm not going to learn how to love myself even more, I can't expect anyone to love me. And I don't want, like, I'm just in such a place where I feel like I've spent all year going through all this really fucking tough shit and I've learned so much and I just want to work on myself. Like I want to be that really good friend. I want to go to sleep at night with gratitudes and just lessons and not in like a crazy routine of like writing a list. Like, yes, I want to get better at that stuff, but like, I just want to go to bed with a smile on my pillow. Like I just want to feel okay. And I had moments even over break where I was crying because I was like, I I think I feel okay. And I'm scared. And I think I feel happy, but I'm scared. But what I've noticed is my anxiety comes no matter what my depression comes, no matter what my alcoholism comes, no matter what, like when I feel happy, when I feel okay, I just need to enjoy it because it's not forever. The same way sadness and anxiety and all that stuff isn't forever. So take the lessons and take those moments and really use them to make you stronger and more knowledgeable about yourself and be a better person to you, your home, your relationships, just everything. Like it's not all this kind of like goals and accomplishments and successes. And I think we've really learned that this year because usually a year in review is everyone being like, look at me doing this, look at me doing that. And it's like, I spent majority of the year hysterically crying, but I did learn a lot and I don't have pictures of those things, but I do have a podcast to talk about it. And it's not like showing off. It's like, let's all do this together. Like let's all kind of do this for ourselves, but do it together. You don't have to do it alone. You're not in it alone. And you can learn patience too. You can learn all of these incredible lessons. And guess what? The reason I learned these things is because I went through the shitty, the shittiest shit, the shittiest shit. Like I had to get sober to learn X, Y, and Z. I had to get my heart broken to learn X, Y, and Z. So just remind yourself that you can go into this new year with gratitude and lessons learned and just a good head on your shoulders. And it's not always going to be easy and we're going to have bad moods. We're going to have good moods, but maybe we're going to have another amazing year. Maybe this year can be better just in the sense of our heads are on a little straighter. That's all nothing crazy. You don't have to get your screen time down if you don't want to. You don't have to watch TV less if you don't want to. You don't have to journal if you don't want to, but just figure out what you do want to do. What works for me is not going to work for you. What works for someone you follow on Instagram isn't going to work for you, but you can take everything as as a suggestion. You can try. That's what I want to do. I want to try. I don't know if journaling is going to work for me. I don't know if maybe walking is going to work for me, but I'm going to try. I'm willing to try. That's kind of where I'm at is I've learned a lot. I've been in my own little hole for a long time and I'm willing to try now. And my dog is being psychotic. So I am going to leave you guys with think about your best moods and your worst moods, but think about what you've learned from your worst moods. Think about when you do feel your best. Try to kind of put together, hmm, when is my mood really boosted? What have I really learned from the worst moods? Were they really that bad? Like what positive things can I take away from them? How can I put a positive twist on it? Because shit's always going to happen, you guys. And it fucking sucks. And trust me, I know, like I get the chills just thinking about it and ugh, it's horrible. 
we have to see the good in ourselves. We have to see the good in other people. We have to see the good in the world because this is, this is all we have. Like this is our lives. Like we're waking up, we're doing it again for another 12 months. So like, let's try to do it to the best of our ability, knowing that we're going to have shitty days, knowing that we're going to be in bad moods, but we're going to build, we're going to gain more and more tools and more and more lessons throughout the next 12 months. And we're just going to keep getting better and better. So I'm so excited to have another 12 months podcasting with you guys mood with Lauren Elizabeth for 2021. I have some amazing guests coming up. I promise I'll get the studio set up in my house at some point. We're not close to being there yet, but it is on the horizon. So if you want to see the house, if you want to see the moving footage, house decor, renovations, all that stuff, head to youtube.com slash love Lauren Elizabeth. You can follow me for everyday updates at Lauren Elizabeth on Instagram and just extra mood boosters content, all that stuff at mood with Lauren Elizabeth on Instagram. I can't wait for another amazing year with you guys. I have to say one of the biggest silver linings of 2020 was having this podcast. And I'm not just saying that because I'm on this platform. Truly, truly, this felt like one of the best things that happened to me last year. So thank you guys for growing with me through it, for dealing with me through it, for the patience, for the support, everything. It was a rough start but I think we ended out on a pretty good note and I'm so, so grateful and I can't wait to see where we go this year. And I'm so excited for the opportunities on the horizon that we can all do together. So thank you so much. I'm wishing you the happiest and healthiest new year. Be kind to yourselves, be kind to others. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. It's just another day and you're going to make it through the same way you have all other 365 days last year. I love you guys so much and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.